Hey guys, it is Thursday, January 17th, 2019, and you are right back here with me on Seriously. Hey guys, it's Lynn. I'm super stoked that you're here joining with me. I know it's a later podcast episode than you're accustomed to. Um, We've been having all kinds of stuff to get ready for this winter storm that's coming our way, so I greatly apologize. The other thing I'd like to tell you, as I always do when I start off my episodes, is one, thank you. Thank you, thank you, because I am so... I am so, you know, just grateful for all of you who keep coming back and listening to this podcast. And I would just like to thank all of you who are sharing this podcast and these episodes with your friends, with your colleagues, um, anybody who'd like to sponsor. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there because, you know, sometimes a little shameless plug is never a bad thing. Uh, but I, I do, I, I do feel blessed that you guys are all coming back with every episode we are gaining listenership and your your messages your comments your concerns even the constructive criticism as i call it i know my kids would call it hater mail cuz some of it gets pretty bad but even the bad stuff helps me be a better person for you guys and it helps me bring more to the table for you As I've said from the very beginning, I want to share information with you, give you something to think about. Maybe you don't like the topic I'm going to talk about tonight. It's going to be a very tough one. There's going to be a lot of people who I'm probably going to lose and maybe I'm going to gain. I'm not sure. But I will always speak my truth. Never with hate, never with anger, but I will speak my truth in a mindful, thoughtful, and kind way. This episode for me is one that kind of keeps repeating and I know this subject comes up a lot, but it's something that until there is a major shift in these certain industries with their educational process and how the public is given the information, we're going to continue to have these issues. Um, And that is in no disrespect to the organizations that are involved um, or I'm going to be talking about in this podcast. And I just want you to know, first and foremost, these, the, this podcast, the comments, the statements, the feelings, the thoughts, they are all mine. There is nobody else who is pushing me on to do this. Um, if you've listened to any of my podcast episodes over the last year and a half, you know that anything that, that you're going to hear in this podcast episode tonight, um, pretty much on point with everything else. Um, but I just need to make sure that it is understood that, again, these are my thoughts, my feelings, my beliefs. And this comes from over 20, 25 years in the animal agriculture, animal activist realm. Um, Real quick, I will tell you that I have dealt with many levels of animal welfare activists. You guys know that I've told you before, I have been verbally abused. I have been physically attacked more than once. 
at rather large um, livestock venues, I have had things said to me that I would never even say to my ex-mother-in-law. Sorry, that was pretty bad. But these are some vile statements that have been hurled at me because I am involved in animal agriculture. Now, yes, that is the most extreme of extreme, but what we're going to talk about tonight, there there is that out there. And I and I truly believe that a lot of times when people go to extremes, it's because it's an emotional push button and they just there is that lack of understanding. Now, if you are not a fan of the topic we're going to talk about tonight, if you are not a supporter of animal agriculture, if you are not a supporter of rodeo, that's okay. I'm totally down with that. Some of my dearest friends don't have a want to, don't have a need to go to a rodeo or a bull riding or anything. And that's fine. They are my friends because of me, because of who I am, and because of how I conduct myself in all facets of my life. Remember how I said that. So we're going to talk about tonight, um, and it's a little ironic that this subject is coming up because of the last post, or not post, but episode on the podcast this week. So on Tuesday evening, a young gentleman lost his life um, at a PBR event, which is professional bull riders, um, in Denver, Colorado, at the National Western Stock Show. Now, it is a... I'm not going to get into the mental aspect of a rodeo cowboy, whether it's a team roper, whether it's a barrel racer, whether it's a bull rider, saddle bronc rider, you know, bareback rider. The one thing I will tell you is that when, when people, when, when these athletes, and they are athletes, they're, they wear very little pads, um, but they are athletes. They are, you can ex- consider it the, the original extreme athlete. Um, they do it because they love it. They are, they are dedicated to their sport. Um, they're very methodical in what they do, how they do it, how they prepare. Um, and there's, there is this, um, well, how can I put it to you? There, there is this ultimate respect from the human athlete to the animal athlete. And I'm going to be very plain with you. These animals that compete in the sport of rodeo are athletes. Better, well taken care of athletes. Holy cats. Let me tell you. If you ever came out to the bovine spa here, holy guacamole. Um, you don't need to call CPS because my kids are over the age of 18. But... The bulls here are better taken care of than the kids are half the time. And I have a higher uh, medical premium for the bovines than I do for the kids. And that's, and I say that a little tongue in cheek, but 
because of the industry that we're in, because of what we do, you know, and I, like I've told you guys before, being involved in animal agriculture, the utmost respect for the animals that are in our care. My philosophy is even when the kids had their show animals for fair was while that animal is in our care, we give them the utmost amazing quality of life that they can have. If you were to ask one of the Danger Twins what my philosophy was with their animals, they'd probably roll their eyes at you. But they did learn. They learned that you take care of something that's in your charge. You give it the ultimate care and concern. It's not just something to be out in the yard. Like a lot of people, they get a dog. Once the newness wears off, peace out. Get a cat. He can be outside. No. In my house, the animals are fed first. The bedding is cleaned every day. Water troughs, water buckets, any device that is holding water for the animals is clean and always full. They rely on us. They depend on us. I'm a firm believer that you can tell when an animal is happy, when they're depressed. I've worked in enough vet hospitals to know the difference between a happy animal and a depressed animal. And if you think I'm kidding, start watching Dr. Pohl. Uh, But this young gentleman, when he... When he got on that bull on Tuesday night, did you, did he think he was going to die? No. No. These guys don't they don't live in that space. Maybe they're adrenaline junkies. Maybe they like doing it. But I can guarantee to you they do not do it because they get off on abusing animals. There's just no way, no how. Now, you're going to say, oh, well, they wear spurs. Yeah, but they're not the pointy spurs that you would think. They are rounded edges, super dull, doesn't do a thing to the animal. But there's that rope back that cuts off their, their sorry, got to say it, balls. Mm-mm. So I'm gonna. I want you guys to do this for me for a second. I know you're listening really quick, and I'm gonna get further on with this whole story. But if you're a male, I want you to stand up, grab a belt, bend over. Now I want you to take the belt and put it, or a rope, or whatever you have handy, and put it at your, you know, where you bend over at your waist. Are your twig and berries restricted at all? No. Well, guess what? Neither are the bulls. And I don't know anybody who handles livestock, primarily bulls, who would even think of doing that. I, I, I guess since I live in it, and many people, when they're in this industry, they 
it you forget that people don't see it that way. Now go ahead. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. It, go ahead and sit down. Take the take the rope off. Unless you like it. I mean, whatever. That's get your freak on. I don't care. But what I want you to understand is that 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 flank. Well, how can I put this to you? Mm. It's like it's like a weight belt of sorts. It helps that athlete. Buck out evenly. Fluid motions. Doesn't constrict. Doesn't hurt them. It's just another tool of safety for that animal athlete. Here we go again. I want you to listen carefully. It's another tool of safety for that animal athlete. Okay? So... Unfortunately, this young gentleman was involved in an accident, and he lost his life. Now, I'm not going to comment on the specifics because, honestly, that's not my story to tell. And that's not why I'm here talking to you guys about this today or tonight. Um, what I can tell you is that anybody who is involved with livestock knows that there is always a risk. I mean, oh shoot guys, come on. Remember what well, remember I told you guys not too long here back. Um I got ran up a fence when I was feeding by one of the bulls, but I know the risks. I know I can get hurt. I absolutely know I can get hurt. But I I take risks that I know that I can handle. And that's what it comes down to. But enough of that. What I want to talk to you guys about is a Facebook post by Denver 7, by Channel 7 um, news station. Now, they were, just pu- they were just putting it out there on the Facebook. I know, see, I make myself sound so old, don't I? Uh, on the Facebook that there was this young gentleman passed away. Um, and there was a press conference because it's the big national Western stock show going on right now and yada, yada. And I hadn't seen this, to be honest with you, because I kind of tune out of Facebook and it's for this specific reason that we are going to get into. But my friend, my ride or die chick, my little hothead love muffin, I have, a, I have a couple love muffins. I don't want to say her name, and that's the only thing that came to mind. Um, actually, she wouldn't care. Uh, my hot-headed friend, Shannon. She's not hot-headed. She's just very opinionated. She's going to beat my ass when she hears this. Anyway, sorry, guys. I'm getting off on a tangent, as the kids would say. Um, she sends me a message and says, Have you seen this? You've got to go and look at these comments. This is ridiculous. Now, I went through and I read every single comment. There's a lot of damn comments. 
my first takeaway was that I realized I no longer get upset at this stuff. If anything, it kind of makes me chuckle. Um, And you know, guys, what's the first rule of thumb when you're dealing with anything um, to diffuse a situation? You got to have a little bit of humor. You gotta, you gotta just like not take offense to it. Um, I think maybe because I'm getting up there in the years. Uh, if you ask my kids, I'm old as dirt, or I could be Jesus's mother, which I, I am not, and I could not, because that would make me super old. But I, I now don't um. I can't tell you what I would really say, but I'm sure you're picking up what I'm laying down. I really don't give a big rat's patootie. That's the first thing I'm thinking when I'm reading these posts. And, I mean, a lot of lovely, lovely sentiment about, you know, so very sorry, rest in peace, what a great guy... And mixed in with these beautiful sentiments, these lovely reminders of human kindness and how there is some goodness in the world and we're not all keyboard jockeys who are like 10 steps away from being the shooter on the grassy knoll as far as your posts on Facebook show. Um you, you the, the vile and the nastiness. So, okay, question for the class. Question for the class. Uh, so, when did it become okay to say such terrible things about someone at their death? When you don't know them. Would it be okay if someone did that to you? Would it be all right if someone said, oh, well, they were just a piece of bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys. That was, That's like my DLA for 2019. Um, but would it be okay? No. Would you be totally down for your family to read such terrible things about you first and foremost i'm gonna say denver seven right on for like following the first amendment okay a freedom of speech la 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 but at some point we have to be human and we have to censor the ugliness because ugliness begets ugliness and let me tell you the rabbit hole of just crappy remarks got deeper and deeper. I'm pretty sure I saw Alice and the Mad Hatter at some point in this thread. Okay, first of all, if no one's getting that reference, A, I am truly old enough to be Jesus' mother, and the Danger Twins are correct, and we will not tell them. Okay? Thank you. I will move on. So, I was particularly struck by a couple people. Now, okay, I am that person. I'm just going to say it. When someone makes like a totally just junky, salty remark, yeah, I'm going to look at your Facebook page. 
Because I, I think a lot of times when you look at someone's page, if you just look, don't judge, you just look, you get a lot about what that person is really all about. Now, pre-judgy Lynn went and looked at one of the people who posted, looked at her Facebook page. And the first thing that popped up was that she was doing a fundraiser for Farm Sanctuary. Okay, I did get judgy. And that's all I needed to see. But I also knew that this was someone that I could probably not engage with. This is somebody that I could not say, hey, um, I hear you. While I don't feel the same way, I would love to be able to give you some um, information on a different viewpoint that maybe you don't have. Now, did you guys hear how I said that? I didn't say, hey, you effing moron. I didn't say anything like that because you know what? That's her thoughts. That's her feelings. That's her truth. And no matter how crappy things that she was saying, how wrong I knew she was, that's her truth. I can't tell her that she's wrong for speaking her truth because then that allows her to tell me that I'm wrong. What I know is that because of my years of experience, because of my firsthand knowledge, I knew the things that she was saying were coming from a different place and an uninformed place. I didn't say she was dumb, now did I? I just said she was uninformed. I went and I looked at some of the others because some of these comments were like, well, he got what he deserved because he was a bull abuser. Okay. Just so you know, I would like you, I would like all of you, my friends, to understand how amazingly it, see, I can't even talk because that, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. The restraint of not using profanity. I just want you to know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning a new leaf here. It's, it's, a, it's a hard, heavy leaf, but I'm turning a new leaf, by God. But let me, let me throw this back at you again. What gives any of us the right to judge somebody else? Was this person a sex trafficker? No. Was he... You know, I just... No, we are talking about a young man who lost his life. And the comments that were made were disgusting. I am so, so grossly disappointed in you, Denver 7, for letting that happen. We have to have, as humans, we have to have a, a balance. But we also have to have boundaries. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science that now with the advent of social media, people have become literal keyboard troglodytes. Okay, let me tell you what troglodyte is because I got in trouble once. And yes, I will tell you I had to go to court because someone got a restraining order against me because I said troglodyte. If you go back to one of my earlier episodes back like a year or a half ago, you will hear it. 
But a troglodyte is a hairy-backed cave dweller. Thank you very much, and peace out. That was a little sidebar. But social media has made us 10 feet tall and bulletproof with no consequences. Ooh, someone's going to say something bad about me. Ooh, who cares? I can delete them or I can block them. Um, that's just a BS tactic. When you talk crap about somebody and then you go, oh, I'm going to block them. So no one can, so uh, they don't, they can't say anything back to me. Whatever. See, there's some things that should be off limits. When someone dies, oh, and by the way, Monica, I'm sure you're not listening to my podcast. No, for a fact, we would not be friends. Um... I understand you, I hear you, but just because you said, oh, I'm so sorry for this this man's passing and his family, but he was a bull abuser, just because you say sorry first and then you say your crappy business after, uh, it don't make it right. And um, I'm pretty sure that's in the handbook of life skills, maybe, you know, somewhere. If not, let me know. If you're listening, let's talk. We'll have a chat. We'll go get a latte. It'll be fine. Um... And the the other people who are filleting other people on there for their grammar, it's social media. Nobody is writing a thesis. We're not trying to get into frickin' Harvard with a Facebook post or a reply. Oh, God. Unbunch, people. Look at me. I'm getting all worked up on a Thursday night. This is so crazy. But it is not okay to attack someone's livelihood when you do not know. Ooh, did you get the mom voice? Did you get it? And I'm going to say that to you again. It is not okay to attack someone's livelihood when you do not know the ins and outs. Now, you could tell me, oh, I know. I know how these rodeo animals are being treated. I've seen videos um, I don't know if you know this or not, but in this day and age, shit can be, oh my God, look, I just, I just broke my rule. I said the, I said a naughty word. I'm so sorry. Stuff can be altered. I have seen animal rights organizations alter videos. I have been on site with the worst undercover animal rights activists I have ever encountered in my life. It was kind of painful. I kind of wanted to tell them what they should be doing so they could be like on the down low. That's how bad it was because I kind of felt sorry for them. But um, anyway, I've seen where they take a video of one thing and then they like dub it and screw with it and make it look more horrific or so worse than it actually is. When you have to lie to forward your agenda, you need to rethink the cause that you're following. Say it with me again. When you have to lie to forward your agenda or lie for those, let's let's add a little extra, for lie for those to forward your agenda, you need to rethink the cause. You need to rethink what you're doing. I'm not saying you shouldn't we shouldn't care about animals and helping and all that good stuff, but you cannot say, 
a blanket statement that animals are being abused. And let me just tell you, these guys are on, most of these animals are being taken care of like Kobe beef. I mean, massaged and daily spa treatments. And I don't even get that kind of treatment. No to love muffin. Would love to have my feet rubbed. Just saying. Just saying. Now, the next part of all this, I feel like I failed. I know. See, I'm, I'm like that. It's that good Catholic guilt coming down. Whew. I suffer from good Catholic guilt mm, about several times a day, but that's just how it goes. When your last name ends in a vowel, what do you expect? Anyway, my thoughts on this, and I'm going to say this, why I say I feel like I failed. I feel like I, we, us, in the agricultural sector, animal agricultural sector, whether it's rodeo, whether it's bull riding, what have you, we are not doing the job. Now, I will tell you, I have been on many an animal activist uh, or an animal welfare tour at a rodeo. I think it's a great idea, but you're getting it wrong. You're getting it wrong because I hear what the animal activists are saying after they go on these tours. They want answers just like everybody else. They want to know, and I guarantee you, having a conversation, you talk to people, not at them. And you definitely don't come off like they're stupid. I think that's the biggest disconnect is that there is this air about us versus them. And it really shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't be that way. I have had some amazing experiences with People who were very much, very staunch animal rights activists who were against rodeo um, told me that I was wrong, that I was an animal murderer, um, you name it. I've, I've heard it. I've been called it, which kind of set me up for my first marriage. I'm just saying. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But I don't think the right information is being conveyed. I don't no, I believe that that information isn't getting conveyed. I believe that there is a better way to do it. And I know there's a better way to do it. I've done it. But we have to get out of this us against them mentality. And I mean that for the rodeo industry, I mean that for the livestock industry, I mean that for agriculture, I mean that for animal welfare. It is not us against them. It is us in this together. Okay? It is us in this together. Now, these kinds of just... I'm, see, I'm trying to hold the profanity back. I just want you guys to really acknowledge this. This crazy, nasty, vile, just hate coming from people about rodeo or the athletes or the animal athletes comes from a place of misinformation. Does not come from a place of ignorance. And I want to make sure that is said loud and clear. 
It does not come from a place of ignorance. It comes from a place of misinformation. There is not enough done to foster. I have heard more horror stories and I have listened to people involved in these different events talk about how they had to deal with animal rights activists and what idiots they are. And it's like, see, if you talk to them, talk about someone like that, when you go to deal with them subconsciously, you're going to talk to them like that. Do you guys get that? If you already have this preconceived notion that someone's just ridiculous, that they're an idiot, when you go to talk to them, you're going to talk at them and you're going to treat them like they don't know anything. Now, I know I'm going to take it on the chin from people in the rodeo industry, in the bull riding realm. And I'm sorry if you feel that way. But this is my industry too. And I am way beyond tired of seeing people who are misinformed stirring up so much vile, so much problem, so much controversy, and nothing being done about it. We need to make a change. We need to start having open, transparent communication. You might be surprised at how that works. I've taken, as you guys know, I've taken animal rights activists to rodeos. And it has maybe not totally changed their view, but it has softened it. It has given them something else to think about. It has given them a chance to open their eyes and challenge what they've been fed. Remember that. Holy guacamole, I've been talking to you guys for almost 35 minutes. Look at that, I'm going on a tangent. So... What's the lesson today, kids? One, don't speak ill of the dead. No matter how much you say, oh, I'm sorry for the family, but no. You're still, your, your karma jar just got broke. Two, lesson number two. We got to stop being keyboard warriors. And start showing some human kindness. Because we are just going to hell in a handbasket. Hell's not bad. It's actually a place. Uh, Three. We need to be more mindful as an industry to start making a change. Because what's been going on, what's been done, the programs that are supposedly being executed are not working. Because... Animal welfare organizations are growing by the numbers. And we need to do something now. Kind of like reach across the aisle. Sorry, I had to do a little political metaphor. To start to make that change. If anyone is out there who would like to make that change with me, contact me. I have a whole program, a whole, whole profile on and training on how to get this done. Um, it's very simple. Yes, we use the KISS method. <laughs> um, but this for me 
is a personal issue. I cannot sit idly by and watch everything that I love go up in flames because of a misunderstanding or uninformed programs. And I mean no disrespect to any of the organizations that have programs, but I'm here to tell you I've seen them, I've heard them, and if they were effective, we wouldn't be having these issues. Right? First and foremost, I want to tell you tonight, hug your loved ones a little bit harder. I think if anything is proven to us in the, the, the last few days is that life is not a given. Each day is a blessing to be had. Never go a day without telling the people around you that you love them Never leave anything unsaid and never end your day with an unkind word because that just may be your last word. And I'm pretty sure I don't want my last remark on the Facebook to be a vile one. That's why I choose kindness. All right, guys, as always, you can contact me. Um, Look at the uh podcast page you can email me at sgsolutions for you at gmail.com that's s as in sam g as in goat the word solution is the number four the letter u at gmail.com i am always always happy to receive your emails answer your questions but more importantly i am here for you to help you, to give you information, and to work with each and every one of you to make our lives better. All right, guys, have a great night, and I will be back here with you again. Bye-bye.